1: journal constitution here with the 377th episode of the bowtie chronicles podcast everything you need to know about the atlanta falcons before we get started we're just going to go ahead and wish everybody a merry christmas as the falcons will travel to baltimore to play on new year's on christmas eve on saturday then everybody will scramble back and try to get home and, uh, and beat santa back to the house uh after they play at 1 p.m on saturday in baltimore for christmas eve falcons are five and nine and playing the ravens who are nine and five and in contention for the afc north Uh, so it's going to be a big challenge the falcons are heavy underdogs in this one tough tough environment for rookie quarterback desmond ritter to make his second start But they believe that's part of his challenge is to see what he can do here down the stretch. Uh, You know, things uh, didn't go so well in New Orleans. Got off to a slow start. Operated well. But uh, with the game on the line, the drive stalled via a turnover. Did make a big throw on a fourth down and five. uh, But had the ball popped out by the Saints. So, um, you know, it was kind of inconclusive. I think that's what everybody said. You know a lot of uh you know folks like hey yeah well they operated well they get in and out the huddle I think that's a big thing some people that uh, may not some people may not know how big that is or or was uh, but now it's time to make some plays let's see some touchdowns here uh, and uh, they're going to get a chance to do that against a fine Baltimore Raven team that uh, more than likely uh, is going to be without Lamar Jackson. He's, we'll cover that here throughout the uh, podcast. He's had a PCL strain. We believe it was a grade one, grade two, according to the internet doctor, Dr. David Chow, uh, former uh, uh, NFL surgeon for 17 years. Uh, so I, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. A lot of, um, a lot of people uh, have, uh, you know, they try to downplay the doctor's information because the teams are, are, are trying to be so secretive about their medical information and the uh, guys are thinking it gives the opponent and a, in a uh, competitive advantage. So, but yeah, we're going to proceed like he's not going to play this week, and uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of focus on Tyler Huntley, his backup, as we go through this kind of preview of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who are coming off a thirteen to three loss to the Cleveland Browns. So um, they're angry, they are upset, they probably. Maybe they'll take the Falcons lightly, but uh, they have to catch the Bengals and try to pass them with three games to play in the AFC North. So let's go ahead and get on to coach Arthur Smith. as he discusses the Ravens defense. Yeah.
2: So that's a defense, uh, you know, schematically we're familiar with. Obviously Dean was there. There's a lot of guys that have, that have been there players and coaches. They've had a long history. Let's call it the last 20 something years of a standard on defense, and they've had some great players, and it's a really good scheme. Like everybody, when you, you work together and people have success, a lot of people get hired off it, and they have their, you know, they tweak their own things. But schematically, structure-wise, it's something we're, we're familiar with. Now, the players are really different, how somebody calls it, you know, the game plan adjustments, or maybe they tweak a coverage here or there, uh, There's different. But it's, um, like I said, they've had a long history. Especially since Harbaugh's been there, uh, they play a certain way, and this will be a great test for us.
1: Yeah, no doubt. The Ravens do have a long history, kind of, uh, you know, going back to when they absconded the city and left out of Cleveland under the cover of darkness to go to Baltimore. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, and some people, the Cleveland people, are still upset about it. Uh, but, you know, they have done a good job in Baltimore and have established uh, a tradition. You know, some of the history was that, you know, Bilicek was the Browns coach. He couldn't uh, they didn't want him in Baltimore because he couldn't sell tickets. So they ended up getting Ted Marshall Broda out of retirement. Uh, Ozzy went with them and helped uh, establish them. Uh, Ernest Biner was uh, a big early Raven. But, yeah, a lot of Cleveland and Baltimore ties in this game. But, hey, one of the big moves this season at the trade deadline, the Ravens traded for former Georgia linebacker Roquan Smith. We all remember him from uh, his decommit from UCLA to Georgia and then his career at Georgia. Uh, And he's off to a fine start with the uh, Ravens. But, uh, you know, didn't like the contract offer the Bears made him. So now he's with the Ravens and uh, doing pretty good in the uh, inside of the Ravens defense. Here's what Coach Arthur Smith had to say about Roquan Smith. Wait time he
2: had a really good player, and you could, you could feel him uh, when you're just watching the film. He, he is, I know he's a Georgia guy, um, been very productive. He was productive in Chicago. Uh, you see it as soon as he got into Baltimore. He's an instinctive player. You see him all over the tape. You see 18, and he's at the point of attack, and he's making plays, and so, They've added a good football player, and he's made an impact.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Roquan Smith, we had his numbers earlier today. I think he's already got 47 sacks. I'm trying to look up that um, the 18 thing because that's going to be weird seeing him wearing that. Uh, Let's see here. Roquan Smith. Yeah, number 18. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Patrick Queen's right next to him. He's number six. They uh we'll get more into the defense later, but they opened in the 4-2-5, and Kyle Hamilton made his first start. Kyle Hamilton from Maris and Notre Dame high there. Uh excuse me, Maris and Notre Dame. Maris uh the school. They don't call it a high school, but Marys from Maris, the Maris School, and uh played at Notre Dame. And uh, he uh made his first start, I think uh against the Browns there, because he's 13 games, one start, and this was the one game I see that he was into the starting lineup. But here is what Coach Arthur Smith had to say about Kyle Hamilton.
2: I yeah, played at Notre Dame with Ade. Um, so, he, you know, they're using him very similar to what you saw on tape at Notre Dame, uh, a, lot of, a lot of that big uh, slot corner spot. Uh, you know, they pressure him, you know, they play him deep. I mean, it's all the things you saw at Notre Dame. Uh, they're using him on teams, and, you know, you, you certainly notice him out there. He's, a, he's got a lot of length and, and range. So, um, you know, watching, you know, especially recently, but he, he's making an impact.
1: Yeah, the um, you know, Roquan's making county. We got a list of a bunch of Georgia guys on the Ravens roster. So we'll go through that later on here. You know, Kyle. It's off to a pretty good start there, and you know, long-time listeners of the podcast know that we're friends of the family. Wish you Miss Jackie the best, and Mr. Doug a uh, best, uh, uh, good Christmas, and uh, and Derek Hamilton also. Uh, you know, it takes a village, and Kyle's got people here in Atlanta that have helped him to get where he is. Uh, good friends of the program, all right now, um, you know you know, we saw one, one report was that Mar, um, Lamar Jackson would be ready for Christmas Eve. But since we've since seen a couple other reports from uh, Dr. Child, it was three to four weeks. And then today didn't practice. So if you don't practice on Wednesday, uh, old school coaches, if you don't practice on Wednesday and Thursday, you don't play. Uh, but, you know, those rules are relaxed for superstars like Lamar. Then it's a matter of how much Lamar is motivated to play when you know he's still trying to work out his contract thing that's a bad situation for the Ravens because just because the Browns paid you know Deshaun 230 guaranteed Lamar thinking that's his market but just because one team made a mistake don't mean the other team should make a mistake and and so this uh if it you know gets worse it'll be a franchise tax situation but you know if you want your team to be happy and uh, you want your players to play, uh, you kind of need to take care of your superstars. And, and I think that's where Baltimore is at. They don't want to overpay. They don't want to match, uh, you know, the Cleveland 230 guarantee deal. Uh, but, you know, maybe something more along the Patrick, part of the Patrick Mahomes deal because that one's so long. Uh, but, you know, with Lamar and his mother doing his uh, agent work, that uh, that's another curveball in this situation so before the falcons before we found out that lamar is most likely not to play we uh asked arthur smith on preparing for both tyler huntley and lamar jackson and here's what he had to say
2: so we've seen huntley um for a couple games we you know lamar uh those guys schematically and you know they're different players but both of them they, they can certainly extend plays and We've all seen the highlights when Lamar keeps it. So they, they they make you defend everything in the run game. They're they're a heavy gap scheme team. That's kind of how they've evolved. This kind of fits their personnel uh, personnel, the way they use their tight ends, their their fullback, uh, card. and you know that line. They're they're big heavy guys. They're trying to get you in the, the double teams. You see a lot of pullers. They use a pre snap motion, but you're it's different style and it's been very successful. That's what makes this league fun. It's not everybody's not doing the same thing, but they're also going to make you account for the quarterback in it. So you've got to be really sound in your run fits because when you're wrong, you hit those explosive runs. And certainly Lamar's done it better than, you know, anybody at that spot in the last couple of years. And so you prepare for him. Just like every week, um, we'll, we'll be, you know, prepare the best we can for Lamar. You know, Huntley's a good player too. If he plays, he plays. But that's how we go about it.
1: All right, that's Coach uh, talking about Lamar. Uh, and uh, you know getting ready for Tyler Huntley I think they kind of know Lamar's not going to play but you know just in case you better be ready you might run out the tunnel on you uh, and, and you better be ready to play yep so that's uh, where they're at and getting ready for Lamar Jackson Jackson so the um, you know Desmond Ritter coming off his first game uh, uh, as a starter and uh, you know they lost 21 to 18. We're moving the ball. Certainly room for improvement, but just think about it. How tough of a test that is. You Drop him into the starting lineup. you Got the bye week to get him ready. You go to play in the craziest place in the uh on uh, in the country, and they weren't even that loud as they normally are, uh, because you know their team's not that good either this year. They're full. They improved to five and nine with the victory, but you know he survived it. They had a chance to win. Uh, you know, you can't, and we we pointed it out. You know, two, you know, comes down to one or two plays when these two teams are not that good. You know, and, and uh, Richie Grant can't gamble on the ball and give up a touchdown, and then you can't fumble the ball when you're driving for the win. But here is what uh, Desmond Ritter had to say about the Ravens' defense and what he may be facing on Saturday.
2: Yeah, um, you know, they're big up front, big and long up front, and they rotate in the linebackers pretty well. Um, and then their DBs are, are long and lengthy and, and like to stick on guys. Um, so, you know, we just really have to go out there and, and play our game and, and just play smash-mouth football.
1: And then also, you know, we um, from our from our QB corner, we used to always ask Matt Ryan about, uh, you know, the opposing defense and what he was seeing on film and so forth. And uh, So we we're going to carry that forward here with Desmond Ritter. And, you know, he's studying film, so we wanted to know what he saw of Roquan Smith.
2: Yeah, good. Like I said, he's a long, lanky player, likes to fill the gaps, shoot through the A-gaps. Um, I know our guys up front are going to have, you know, a good time with him. Um, and then, you know, when our backs get matched up on him, you know, I like our backs over anyone. So, um, you know, I'm excited to get out there and play on, on Saturday. Um, and, obviously, you know, this is the second game, so uh, second team I to see live.
1: All right. There is Desmond Ritter. Uh, we also spoke to uh, Drake to uh, London today. We told him, um, you know uh, – well, what we talked about on the po- last podcast I said hey I appreciate you talking after the game that was big time and he said hey I really appreciate you being respectful you know we just had a little one-on-one there and I thanked him too because I know he's uh you know nobody wants to fumble the ball I know he wants to wrap it up uh and I'm sure next time he will he's learned the hard way and then I forgot about the Khalil Mack deal where you know but you know he's got a Gotta uh, take care of that ball once you get moving down the field. And Draco, Draco, do that. I think they're at the beginning of a pretty good relationship as far as uh, the quarterback and the wide receiver, and uh, should do nothing but grow. All right, the uh, series history is not that long. And you know, you play the division every couple four, you know, four times or every four years. And then if you're slotted in that slot, you might play them again. But Uh, The Falcons and the Ravens haven't played that much. This will be the seventh meeting. The Ravens lead the series 4-2. And uh, the last time the Falcons beat them, I was there. It was 26-21 on November the 11th, 2010. Matt Ryan rolled to his left. They were trying to run uh, Nagata and those people just trying to run him crazy from sideline to sideline with Michael Turner and everything. And then uh, they did a rollout to the left. Which is, you know, the the wrong side for the right-handed quarterback. But he found Roddy White for a 30 yard touchdown with 20 seconds to go. And pandemonium in the Georgia Dome before 68,474 fans that night on Thursday night. It's a big win for the Falcons. I wanna I wanna say they clinched the playoffs that night. Uh, but not sure didn't look at didn't get to look that fact up. That's going off of memory. So, um, there it is. The series history: four and two. Ravens' last victory was in 2010. Now let's look at the uh, Ravens' offense here. Uh, you know, it's a run-first crew. You know, Tyler Huntley's a quarterback. He's going. He's out of Utah, second-year guy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins um, came back. He's been injured a lot, uh, but he ran for 125 against the Browns in their last game on 13 carries. Gus Edwards had seven carries for fifty-five, uh, and uh, overall they ran twenty-eight times for one hundred ninety-eight yards, seven point one yards per carry against the Browns. Uh, Huntley was seventeen of thirty for one thirty-eight passing, no touchdowns, one interception, fifty-four point six passer rating. Now we um, just more notes on lamar it's a pcl strain three to four weeks left knee grade one or two grade three would have been out so we're pretty sure it wasn't a grade three uh mark andrews is their leading receiver 61 receptions for 702 yards and five touchdowns so um, you know the ravens are a run they're run heavy we listened to Harbaugh today, and Harbaugh was, uh, you know, the, the Baltimore Riders wanted to know about the passing attack, what could they do to improve. And then later on in the day, they picked up Sammy Lee Watkins, who was waived by Green Bay, and put De, DuVernay, uh, their main returner, on injured reserve. They also got Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> they got a bunch of old dudes there uh, on offense and defense. But the offense is... Um, They're number two in rushing. The Falcons are three. Uh, They're averaging 164. So we're going to see a running game. They might just get in a wishbone, both teams, and run the ball all day. But they're second in rushing. And the um, time of possession, 32 minutes. Uh, You know, the um, points per game, they're 16th at 21.7. 16th overall, 345.4 yards total offense. Get the rushing uh passing 180.6 uh 27th in uh 32 point 32 minutes per game which is fourth so they're in the top half of the league and everything except passing so that's going to be a problem for the falcons defense which is in the bottom which is near the bottom and everything 22 against points 28 total 21 uh, rushing, 28 passing. Uh, So uh, give Baltimore the advantage on offense when they are on the field with the Atlanta Falcons. Now we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go to the break here, and then we're going to come back from the break, uh, go over the defense special teams, and we'll hear from linebackers coach Frank Bush, outside linebacker Arnold Ipiketi, and running back, tyler algier this is the bowtie chronicles podcast from the atlanta journal constitution
0: ocean breeze tropical beach an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise a drive to daytona beach will actually get you there Beach on. plan your trip today at daytonabeach.com
2: it's only a kick A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a
1: tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, we're back here for... Uh, Back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we're going to go through our notes on the Ravens' defense. Um, You know, we've got to make sure I got all the offense out of the way here. Big names you're going to hear on Saturday, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. Roquan had 11 tackles against the Browns. Uh, Patrick Queen had six former LSU standout, and Kyle Hamilton made his first start, slot nickel. They do have 42 sacks, so uh, and they come at you with some old-school pass rushers. And you all know some of them. You all know uh, Calais Campbell. He's got five sacks. Jason Pierre-Paul's got two. And y'all know Justin Houston is with the Ravens, former UGA standout, and he's got nine sacks. So he's still out there doing his thing. Uh, And uh, Jason – and Houston's got eighteen. Oh, got nine sacks. Nine out of the forty-two sacks there. So, Kaleas, um, Jace, Pierre, Paul. They opened in a two-four-five nickel against the Browns. That allowed Kyle to start. You got Marcus Peters and Humphrey back there. Uh, another one of their um, locals is Kenyon Drake. He's um, he was inactive against Cleveland. Uh, former Alabama running back from Hillgrove. And uh, we mentioned um, Sammy Watkins being picked up. And special teams, when we get to that, you know, that's all Tucker, the, the kicker there. We'll break him down for you uh, also. But uh, just a couple of locals here before we go to some more defensive notes. You know, Raquan Smith is a uh, Roquan, Macon County. Ben Cleveland's on the roster out of Stevens County and UGA. Kyle Hamilton, on Drake, and Justin Houston. You know, they do have Deshaun Jackson. Speedster, but a little bit old. Haven't seen him do too much there. Uh, they also have Rashad Bateman, former first-round pick from Tiff County on IR, along with Jawan James, the tackle from Tennessee, who's also on, on IR. Now they're, they're uh the Intercept also had intercept the uh leading interceptors or Marcus Williams with four and Marlon Humphrey with three. So that's, uh, that's your defense. You got guys on the back that will make a play on the ball. You got two linebackers, and you got a bunch of old dudes rushing the passer. So, but they play uh, their brand of Baltimore Raven football and, and will be a challenge for a rookie making his second start in the cold. I've heard uh, anywhere from 24 degrees to 7 degrees at game time in baltimore so there uh that those are your defensive notes those are the guys to look out for those are the names you'll be hearing when you watch the game don't know who the return is going to be because duvernay was their kickoff and punt returner and he had a kickoff return for a touchdown and uh, if they get close if they get to the 35 yard line that's pretty much a field goal uh once they, they really. You know, maybe the forty, maybe the thirty-seven or thirty-eight, because they have one of the game's best kickers in Tucker, and I know all you fantasy people know about him. So we don't usually give the splits on the kicker, but since he's one of the best, we we broke his down for you. He's eight of eight from twenty to twenty-nine. He's ten and ten from thirty to thirty-nine. So he's that's pretty much automatic when you get to the forty. So a uh, forty-yard field goal uh you know so that's the 23 plus 17 yeah so if it gets to the 23 that's pretty much you're done four or five from 40 to 49 and he's a 7 of 11 for 50 plus so you know they don't mind sitting him out there uh, when it's 50 plus either so um overall he's a 29 of 34 on the season and uh, Tucker is a good weapon, especially since they haven't scored a lot of touchdowns in the last couple games. Uh, he's been their main weapon, uh, as they have still been able to go two and one even without uh, Lamar. Uh, they lost. They beat up uh, Denver and who can't score and uh, Pittsburgh, who had a you know they knocked out the quarterback, and then they lost to the Browns, who just kind of ran the ball on them and beat them thirteen to three. Had a nice touchdown pass to uh, uh, Peoples Jones. So those are the uh, defense and special teams highlights from the Ravens. Let's go ahead and move on to linebacker coach Frank Bush, who had to take over from Dean Pease, who was injured in the pregame uh, warmups when a collision. He was interviewing with one of the Fox reporters and right, Rashid Shaheen, New Orleans uh, wide receiver returner, uh, backed up into him. Uh, he was out on the field. Um we don't. Coach wouldn't give us what the injuries were. Speculation about a concussion, uh, but he was back at practice on Monday, and uh, back again today. They're trying to get it to, get it to where he can call the game, but they're going to just monitor him throughout the week. The linebacker coach Frank Bush took over uh, for DMPs on Saturday, and here's uh, on Sunday, and here's what he had to say.
3: You know, obviously, I've called a game before, so that part of it wasn't the hard part, but it was trying to, you know basically emulate what Dean was trying to get done in, in that particular game and, and being able to get the kids to call calls in a way that they are used to you know I'm like I said I'm, I'm different than Dean I'm, I'm gonna you know talk differently to Dean I'm gonna say things differently and also I mean, my mindset is gonna be a little bit differently than his you know as far as the approach and whatnot. but I got to you know reel all that in and, and, and bring it in and try to do the things that we had practiced all week and try to get the information to the kids as calmly as I could considering the situation because it was new to him
1: All right, that was, uh, he kind of went over how they managed a crisis management situation there uh, with uh, the defensive coordinator going down. Uh, That was also a a breakthrough of sorts uh, for the rookie linebacker, Troy Anderson. It was his second start. He started the game against San Francisco when Mikael Walker was out with a a groin or hamstring issue back then. And so... um, And then he came, he was outlisted number one on the depth chart this week. So uh, we uh, checked in with Arthur Smith about it. He said that, uh, you know, the depth chart was the depth chart. And, uh, you know, depending on the packages, all the linebackers could play, yada, yada, yada. They just wouldn't say, hey, the the kid has moved past Michael Walker as uh, the inside linebacker. For yet, they're they're still doing a sub package thing, and here's what Frank Bush had to say about Troy Anderson, uh, and and what he did against these Saints. As
3: always, you know we, we we like what Troy's been doing. He's been trending for a long time. He's played you know in in lots of games for us. He's made plays for us, and so this was an opportunity for him to be the first guy out of the tunnel. I guess you can call it a starter, but you know we have packages and whatnot. So you know, at any moment, all three of those kids are out there at the same time. But it was a chance for him to. Kind of go out with the first unit and, and run the first couple of plays, and, and we're happy. The, the kid's doing a tremendous job. Um, you know, obviously he's a big, talented individual, but you know his smart instincts are starting to show up. He's, he's you know hitting people and knocking them on the ground better than he did in, 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 you know in early in the season. And you know I think he's just more comfortable being a pro athlete right now. So you know happy with where he where he is.
1: Yep, and one other thing there, uh, they can do a few more things with him. He's a good rusher. Uh, they need pressure. And so you, and he could cover Kamara out of the backfield and he could drop into coverage. So, you know, you didn't know that was one of the games within the games you heard Coach Smith talk about a lot. When he's out there, you don't know where if he's coming, if he's uh, playing coverage or if he's dropping and he's tackling better in the run game. So, uh, if he can do all those things, uh, he's going to probably be out there. And I uh, know they're hoping he has uh, a good long career here after drafting him. So high in the second round. Uh, Now we talk to the other second rounder, um, Arno, a big big KT. Uh, Arno, um, they just call him uh, AK. He, um, you know, basically playing with a cask out there. So he came back after missing the Steelers game. And we uh, talked to him about uh, coming back. Well, 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 you know, again, adjusted to using the cast and all. But for the most part, I feel like I'm making progress and I'm able to get back to where I was, uh, even though I have a cast out there. And he also, uh, you know, he's from Silver Spring, Maryland, straight up Georgia Avenue. We know where that is. And so, um, you know, he's familiar with the Ravens and the cold weather that they're going to be facing. Here's what he had to say about preparing for the Baltimore Ravens. We're up close to that area. You know, playing the Ravens, we know what they stand for. A big physical team, so we got to match the intensity up front. Uh, It should be a good experience. I think we're going to be prepared to do so. All right. You know, one of the big guys in last week's game for the Falcons was running back Tyler Algier. We got a story up online. Uh, He's going to probably finish the season as, uh, you know, the top or one of the top uh, uh, rookie running backs in the league. He's second right now. He's trailing Damian Pierce. Uh, But Damian's shut down for the season uh, with a injury that he – a high ankle sprain for uh, him. And uh, Bryce Hall was uh, also lost to IR. So you got Kenny Walker, uh, who's doing pretty good, It's all in the story there, but when we were researching that, we came across a a fact that uh, we uh, were interested in. Tyler Algier was working at Walmart in Provo, Utah, pushing carts to uh, help make some money for his mom, Esther, uh, when he was a preferred walk on at BYU. And, you know, mom was paying for tuition pretty much until he was uh, able to get his shot earn his uh, um, position, and be one of the the top rushers in the league or in the nation. And uh, I tell Algier lasted to the fifth round probably because he didn't have the flat-out 40 speed, but he was the second-best player in the draft with regards to broken tackles. So the Falcons were looking at Kenneth Walker, uh, our little Kenny Walker Jr. out of Michigan State, you know, they could have took him at 37, but they took a bit, uh, a bit KT. They took him at 37. Walker went four picks later to Seattle at 41. And so the the Falcons did the old, um, old, uh, you know, draft the running back late. Oh, Bobby Turner move. Bobby Turner's, you know, of course, y'all know him from his time with Kyle Shanahan here in Atlanta, but he's but uh, daddy Shanahan and he's with Kyle Shanahan now. And he does a great job of scouting the running backs uh, in in college. He has all of their numbers, and he's calling them throughout the season and just doing his homework and so forth. So the Falcons did their homework. Uh, Mike Petrie, the new running backs coach, uh, he's also from Fontana, California, and Tyler Algiers from Fontana, uh, California. And so uh, there was some common ground there. But now, you know, he's uh, one of the top rookie running backs in the league, but he got to start pushing carts at Walmart. Here's what he had to say about his uh, job during his freshman year at Brigham Young University.
2: Pushing carts was, a, it was, a, it was an enjoyable enjoyable thing. So I you know, just had to get money. Help mom uh, not have to worry about me when she's paying for school and all that.
1: Well, all right. Yeah, that story's online. Uh, greater detail on Tyler Algiers' rise from Walmart cart pusher to one of the top rookies in the NFL. He's uh, up for that uh, FedEx NFL Ground Award. You know, you all can Google that and find out how to go vote and help him out and win that one. But here we are in, um, you know, week, Where well, here we are. It's uh, week uh, 15, game 15. i get the weeks mixed up because it's the week 16, but we got, uh, you know, 17 games. We're going into the 15th game. The Falcons are 5-9, and nine, still in the playoff uh, hunt. But like Coach and Lorenzo said, hey, Coach was like, hey, we gotta pass the ball and score some points. And Lorenzo's like, hey, we need to win. So you know, yeah, I know what the playoff situation says. They're five and nine, again uh, behind the Bucks. But it doesn't matter if they're not scoring any points here. It's been under eighteen in these losses, five of uh, six. They scored twenty-seven to beat the Bears just barely, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, so until they. Score, start scoring points and beating somebody you can you know we don't really need to we'll keep you updated on the playoff uh racing situation but uh you know with the uh rookie quarterback trying to find his way they better hit the hit the gas pedal fast because uh, time is running out on a 2022 season so with that we're gonna let you all go get back to your uh, christmas shopping or uh, you know, and, and so forth, and do what you got to do to be ready. Uh, if you're playing Santa Claus, have a good time with that. And, uh, you know, I know it's uh, Hanukkah season, too, and I know some friends that celebrate Kwanzaa, so, you know, I guess to be uh, uh, in the middle of the hour, we're just going to wish everybody a holiday season also. So with that, we're going to say, uh, you know, enjoy the game on Saturday at 1 o'clock in Baltimore, the Falcons and the Baltimore Ravens uh, from MNT Bank Stadium. With that, take care and have a great rest of your week.
0: Ocean Breeze, tropical beach, Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet,